You are listening to the European Pavilion Podcast. in a way that it's really inclusive. I imagine that it's going to be more of a mirror of the real society because sometimes we tend to think that the representation is a mirror of our society but it's just simply not. So many people are not present. I would say that the European Pavilion should be also brave enough to bring up topics that we don't want to discuss. Many times I feel that what we listen in the news It's not the important topics. There are also other important topics with a different angle to see it. Like what? Because, I mean, to me, it would be like walk. Like, it's, it would be reimagining the world, right? Like, the, the entire globe. Like, what could it look like? But, like, you can't do that without calling out some very ugly truths. And I think that's a role that, like, the European Pavilion can play in, 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 in calling out some of our ugly truths because like to be to, to overcome those ugly truths you need to they need to be right there in front of you to make you uncomfortable for you to see the problem that lies the that that lies ahead of you um but to be able to get to where we need to get to and i think often like you will find there are many there are so many projects that like do that like they're let's reimagine the world let's bring the globe together let's everybody like they have like a white hand and a black hand and it's like it's all hunky-dory but like That's almost insulting if you don't recognize the issues that come before it, you know? In 2020, the European Cultural Foundation launched an initiative for a European Pavilion with the ambition to engage people in debate and reflection on Europe and our shared future. This podcast is produced as part of this initiative. I am your host, Laure Gablier. In our two previous episodes, we discussed the model of the nation-state and addressed issues of citizenship. For this episode, we have left the airport behind and are now wandering the streets of Europe. In our minds, the memory of our last conversation is still vivid. As we have seen, The modern idea of the nation-state has involved the construction of a united people defined more in terms of adherence to commonalities and norms than by recognition of its inherent diversity. It has laid the foundation for the idea of political representation as the expression of a mathematical majority. However, the notion of representation entails much more than that. In the park, we are joined by three guests activists and organizers Zamzam Ibrahim and Yotzi Martin, as well as philosopher and novelist Tristan Garcia, who were invited to explore the notion of representation, both from their immediate experience and from a critical point of view. To begin our conversation, we ask what being present and being represented means to them. Uh, 
It is possible to be present, but not be presented. I think this is the experience of many of us who belong to a particle minority group, especially when you belong to an intersection just like me. In my case, Roma LGBTQ community, because I'm a Ro Roma man who happened to be gay. And, you know, like growing up as a Roma, I never felt represented. You watch TV, you open a magazine, you see billboards from the bus, but never see yourself in anybody. It feels like that you just simply don't count. So that's why I felt the need to focus on visual representation of Roma LGBTQ community. I decided that I'm going to involve other Roma LGBTQ people in the process and together we create photo and video materials. I named the project Owning the Game and I hope it gives self-confidence to my community, you know, young people who maybe see first time somebody from their community on a nice picture. I hope that it's going to convince them that they are not alone and they have a community and they can rely on this community. Uh, my name is Yossi Marton, I'm from Hungary and I was really lucky that I just became one of the scholars of the OSF Youth Exchange Program and I had a possibility to work on a Roma LGBTQ project. Well, my name is Tristan Garcia, uh, I'm a philosopher and uh, a novelist. I'm mostly interested in um, well, some very abstract questions about metaphysics, but uh, about politics as well, and politics of uh, presentation and representation. There must have been two different traditions in uh, European politics, probably in uh, modern politics all around the world. One would be um, politics of presentation linked to uh, immediacy, action and singularity. The other one would be politics of representation linked to institution, mediacy and particularity. To be represented would mean, would always mean to be part of a class of people that could be social classes or uh, gender, age, generation uh, or even a geographical location, for example, or ability or disability, but to be part of a, a class, a certain class of people. To be present uh, in politics is to be uh, unable to, to be in your own flesh on the stage of politics. So with your singularity, with your own body. So it's always linked to direct action, to immediacy, and it's not the same. Battle cries for justice. Dressed in black, hundreds of women lips painted red, ready for rehearsal. The performance brought out thousands of women. Hundreds of women, Some more agile than others. At the end of 2019, the feminist collective Las Tesis staged a performance in the streets of Santiago de Chile that went viral. It inspired women from all over the world to unite and through dancing and singing demand that violence against women should be condemned. This is one of the many examples that resonates with Tristan Garcia's point. Being present and being represented are two sides of the same coin especially when considered from the perspective of politics and the media.
to exist is to exist in the eye of others as much as on the stage of politics. Nonetheless, as your Tim Martin reminds us, this is not easily achieved and people are often present but not represented, invisible. In her response, our third guest raises an important perspective, the ability to put oneself in someone else's shoes. Um, so my name is Abzam Ibrahim. I am a climate activist um, and an organizer. Um, so for the last um, couple of years, I have been campaigning in the UK and with um, other activists across Europe. Often like when we talk about representation uh, and what it means and then what it means to be present, those are very much like two very interlinked words. Um, for me, as a, as, as a, the first thing that you see, I guess, when you look at me is, is the fact that I'm, I'm a black Muslim woman because um, those are very like visible parts of myself. I think the best form of representation that, you, that, that we can have is in, is in political systems, it's in like democratic systems. The question, if, if I see myself represented in those spaces, absolutely not. And I think, like, when we talk about, like, why, why is representation important and what does it actually mean? To me, like, representation is less about what you are, um, but more about understanding lived experiences, you know, and understanding and seeing the world through a completely different lens. Um, and I think until you understand representation from that angle you'll never really understand like why it's so vital and why it's so important right because actually in my the color the, the the hue of my skin is insignificant but actually what makes it so significant is the way i experience this world the way i go through the education system the way i experience applying for a job and and that that's what makes it a unique experience so for me to be represented is to feel like i am present There's two different stages of uh, emancipation politics. One on the stage of representation, on the theatrical stage of representation, and the other one on the popular stage of uh, the street, which is a politic of presentation. I guess that most of the time there's a contradiction, there's a conflict between uh, being present in politics and being represented. Because being represented is accepting to be um, is always accepting to be represented by another one, by another body, by another voice, and to be divided in different identities. You're, you're never represented as a whole. Something of you will be represented. Your gender, your class, your social class, your generation, your race, maybe. Something of you will be uh, represented by someone else. To be present is, on the contrary, to always a claim of being, being present as a whole, as, as a body, uh, as a body of flesh uh, on the stage of politics. As we consider what it might mean to feel represented, we must carefully acknowledge the polysemy of the notion of representation. Zamzam Ibrahim and Tristan Garcia both seem to agree on one point. There may be an unbridgeable discrepancy between being present in politics and being represented. This reveals a process at work in the system of representation, a tendency towards homogenization whereby the majority becomes the rule.
I think the political representation is also connected to the media representation somehow because we, the society, and I'm talking about also about myself because I'm also having identity that makes me feel that in some particular case I'm a majority. So when you feel lack of representation, it means that you don't count with these people. So it's really important that when we are talking about Roma topic, for example, and we don't have media representation, so there is nobody to remind the majority to also to count with our problems, you know, and that what that's how I feel the connection that majority people has to influence also the politics in that way, in a really simple way to put it. Like when you make a decision, when you are voting for a party, you should have also check out what they do, for example, for the Roma people, what, what they do to make the life you know to live together better do they do something at all or they just not mention it so it has to be important also this factor to me what representation especially democratic representation means is like having people that understand what their constituents have gone through right like having a diverse group of people whether it's like understanding what it's like to be poor understanding what it's like to um, have been a part of the welfare system understanding what it's like to have you know, to have like struggled or like pick yourself up to lose your job and have your family dependent on you. Like having those real life lived experiences means that like when you go into those political roles, you shape those policies, right? Because you understand those experiences, right? And often like we have these political leaders who have no idea how much a pint of milk or like bread costs, right? And those are like everyday necessities that like we all live on and that we all need. We are the European Pavilion. Sometimes a seemingly simple task becomes the most complex. As Amzami Brain makes clear, any democratic system in which elected officials are disconnected from the realities facing their constituents is doomed to failure. This is a fact, whether this disconnection is real or fabricated, proven or imagined. In recent years, the fact that Brussels is increasingly seen as out of reach for most citizens has fueled populist voices in every corner of Europe. For Tristan Garcia, this relates to the way Europe has evolved after World War II into an abstract body devoid of flesh, presence or sentiments. Maybe the reduction of European politics to a politic of representation that was becoming more and more abstract and institutionalized and that was grounded, well, in the 50s and in the 60s because of the rising of European institutions. I would say something like there's not always a conflict or a contradiction between um, being present and being represented in politics, but when one is becoming exclusive, then there's a conflict. And in Europe, uh, after World War II, um, there was for 30 or 40 years uh, a sort of exclusivity of representation and no presentation of European bodies. Uh, that was a bit artificial. And it's only in the 90s, I guess, that um, because of activist uh, demonstration, uh, protest and cultural act, uh, new cultural events too, that there was a rising of a European presentation. Of, uh, of politics uh, involving um, uh, living bodies, singularities, and not only institution and mediacy. Mm -hmm. 
political presentation too. <laughs> Sometimes when you're part of a political protest, for example, you get the feeling that all kind of representation will be false <laughs> because you're in the field of presentation. So when you want to present yourself, to present bodies, um, actual bodies, singular bodies, and singular form of life, all kind of representation is becoming abstract, false. It's all wrong. It's, it's all betrayal of uh, concrete life. We have to find a way to, to, to get not an equilibrium, an equilibrium. I think it's impossible, but at, at least a sort of um, coexistence between political presentation and representation. How can Europe strike the necessary balance between abstract signs such as flags, institutions or multilateral agreements, and lived experiences or a sense of belonging, or again, between the global and the local? Yoti Martin emphasizes the danger of taking for granted who feels included in the European project, which for many people remains difficult to identify with. For example, I have a European identity, but so many times I feel that Roma people can feel only this if they are traveled. So it's really hard to feel, you know, this European identity and this togetherness if you never left the place where you are living, you know, when you don't speak languages, when you don't have uh, friends or relations from other countries. You know, for me, that's why so many times it's like, And maybe I'm too much critical, but when there is a political party and it's uh, advertising themselves with a European feeling, just many times I, I feel that, okay, you are talking to me because I'm a middle-class man who, who is traveling, who, who saw the world, who speak another language. But what about the people who they just don't, simply don't? So that's, for me, it's really interesting, you know, to think about it, like, how other people can be involved in this uh, Europeanness, let's say, so how they can feel it. No victimization, but real structural change. That's what these protesters are demanding here in Amsterdam. Some say. An often overlooked strategy that has been highlighted by recent events calling for climate justice or gender and race equality seems to be a common thread for our three guests. Civic participation. Civic participation can function as a sort of antidote to abstract representation because, when triggered, it creates a sense of inclusion, agency and common responsibility for the future. In other words, as a colleague of mine reminded me, quoting strategist Werner Meyers, it is not only about being invited to the party, but about feeling that you can dance. Essentially, like, civic, to me, civic participation is so incredibly important because, like, like for us, to, the 
to understand as citizens the role the power that we hold to actually change our um our local borough to like our national politics to international politics like we hold huge power because at the end of the day um like we are the ones who get those elected members into those roles right um and so there's a huge power to play but like over years what especially what the media has played a huge part in is making us believe that that power is minuscule that power doesn't exist right and it's shifted that power away from us and into the hands of essentially the politicians and um like a huge part of that like, and, and a lot of the organizing that i've seen over the last couple of years um especially like now seeing like these young people become um politically awakened and understand the role that they play in changing their environment and changing the world around them has allowed me to really like to to like build up hope again you know because like these are the future leaders and they understand that they are the future leaders and they understand and like and i think more powerfully understand the power that they wield right how to engage people after decades of neglect clearly civic participation is only part of the antidote to political disaffection and direct participation in the government must also be addressed this is what yoti martin highlights in hungary i can see that we are we are completely out of the out of this uh, representation and that's why i feel that it's really important that in the media more roma should talk to the people should talk to their own community as well because also we need to we need to see the that the government how it's built it up from by whom it's built it up and we don't see roma people you know in the government we don't see roma people in a local government body it's obvious that what is our interest is just the decision makers are just simply they cannot represent it you know so that's why the participation politics in that case it's really important it's so crucial just imagine a small village where there is nobody in the decision making body in the local government so it's so easy to to look through them you know look through up the roma problems so the participation politics is really crucial in that case because if they could do some political activity they can somehow influence the decision makers to come them as well we are 10% of the of the population in hungary uh if we talk about europe 10 million people there are countries who are smaller than this so we are we should be really more but more a factor we walk through a park in which there is a wide built structure an open space with a roof that reminds us of the pavilion as a meeting place in which perception of the world and each other are presented discussed and challenged what we learn from our guest today is that presence relates to agency and access agency over one's future and image and access to resources such as education or health access to a voice this is all for now in our next episode we will talk about strategies to address representation or the lack of it 